Real Death Do Us Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight Reunion Part One. Oh my goodness. What a doozy. A so true doozy. No one's together anymore. Except sort of Rachel and Jose. I'm not but like, yeah, that, that feels no, like no, 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 that no. feels like they're hanging on by a thread for the TV show and like Two weeks from now, we're going to find out they're broken up. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Do you have any? Yeah. What are, like, your overarching takeaways before we get into specifics? Well, I think going into this season, it was interesting because we were very excited to have older Mm -hmm. people. Yeah. um, And not just, like, one older couple, but. All of these couples are in their 30s. And so I was excited because I thought, boy, was I mistaken. (laughs) I thought there would be a different level of maturity. Yeah. And. It wasn't the case. It was not the case. (laughs) I mean, it it pretty much showed everyone was stubborn, stuck in their ways. Yeah. Did not want to or were unable to make any changes to their lifestyle or yeah. adapt in any way or work on themselves to try to better themselves. Uh, that's my takeaway. Yeah, I feel like we've said it before, but like it almost felt like the case for like it felt like they all made their case this season for exactly why they haven't had a relationship work out up until this point. Yes. You know, like yes. that was what the whole thing was. With the exception of Gil. Right. But overall, like, kind of depressing, kind of a good reminder that, like, maturity doesn't really always have to do with age. And, like, most adults are just big children walking around, uh, (laughs) walking (laughs) around the earth and ruining each other's lives. Um, That's a very pessimistic view on life. Well, (laughs) (laughs) Mathis doesn't do much to make us hopeful and idealistic about life by the the end upbeat music yeah okay let's get into who i know everyone's talking about the most gil and mirla previously known as girla and we can probably never use that name again it was fun we had a good run it was fun while it lasted (laughs) okay so thoughts on mirla's outfit i need to know the over-the-knee studded crocodile leather black boots. I mean, I thought she looked pretty. Her outfit was not my choice, but it still was much better than Decision Day, in my opinion. It didn't, like, stand out as some blaring faux pas. Okay. Um, Gil, however, looked amazing. He's got his breakup beard. And Gil his thought he was sparkly red bottom mules. He thought he was going to like the fashion awards at GQ. Yeah. I, I was here for it. Yeah. It I mean, if great. he has like taken anything from this relationship, it is like a newfound sense of style, which I am so here for. I'm so Might happy. Might be the only thing he could have gleaned from someone like Mirla. He came out flexing hard with this with this look. I was just here for it all yeah and then when you find out more about where he's actually at right now it almost like you just see like oh you wanted to show up and be like look what you're missing yeah you know we were right about the beard 
Yeah. Equaling a breakup. Yeah. Happy to call that one. So we find out, I mean, well, first off, one of the first things that gets addressed when they sit down is Kevin asks, you know, he brings up that Gil poked fun at Mirla a lot. And did he regret that? And did he think that, like, that was a problem? He says that he doesn't really think it was. She says that it was, and like, she was bothered. And Gil then says that she never told him that while they were together. And her whole thing is like, well, I would try when I would say, no, I'm not. You know, I'm not that. But that was the extent. Clearly, like, they weren't having conversations where she was like, you're hurting my feelings when you talk to me this way. Um, I cannot believe she said she has never been described by anyone that she's dated as high maintenance. I know. I know. I mean, I guess after you break up with someone, after a breakup, one doesn't, like, ask to fill out a questionnaire about the relationship (laughs) after. So I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah. But no one in your life has told you that you're high maintenance? Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was so interesting when they were playing flashbacks to remember that there was ever a time in the history of mankind that Mirla told someone that ideally she would want to have sex as often as possible. Yes. I, was I forgot like, how amazing this? the unseen footage is. I yeah. forgot that we get that. Because she hated that massage on the honeymoon. Oh, my God. That was so awkward. And she was like, I consider this like work. (laughs) Goodness gracious. Get it together. Um, Okay. So then Gil, you know, drops the bomb. He seems he seems miserable. So sad. At the beginning of this. Yeah. Well, because then Kevin's like, okay, so answer us the big question. Are you still together? And Gil's like, unfortunately, since decision day, we have not been together. I got a little confused with the timelines because I felt like a couple different things were thrown out. I felt like initially they said, he said, 14 days after decision day, Mirla decided she didn't want to be with me anymore. Um, But then later there was something brought up that like they tried to stay living in the same place for a month. And then that was when it officially, Mirla officially decided that's when she initially or bleh, officially decided that it was over. Did you get confused by that at all? Uh, no, I wasn't really. I couldn't really to figure that. out like, OK, was it two weeks? Was it four weeks? Um, but Minutia. obviously that's shocking to hear. And then Mirla explains. I mean, well, Gil first brings up that like. The lifestyle, the money stuff, he. I thought it was very interesting when he revealed that he actually makes $100 more than her every two weeks. Well, it, it, what it... Oh, because Kevin also was like, and, well, and don't you have an amazing pension? And he was like, amazing pension. Yeah, and this was interesting in the way that he was pretty much shooting down every claim about why they weren't compatible. Yeah. Other than... So that it could be clear that she just didn't find him attractive, essentially. Yeah. Right. Which I just cannot believe we went that a whole, whole season without this having conversation about this. It's mm-hmm. insane to me. Well, and here's the thing. Remember how scared we were when we like 
first learned about who she was, what was important to her, and remember her obsession with bald heads? Yes, I know. And we were so worried. We were like, this woman is a complete bitch, and she hates baldness, and Gil is about to walk down the aisle as a bald man, and like, what the hell is going to happen? And we just brushed, kind of brushed past it. Well, we brushed past it because... She told us it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah, she ended up deciding that it wasn't a big deal, but then here she says... The initial attraction in chemistry was not there from the beginning. When you don't have that fire, you can't force it. We're just not for each other. And Gil basically admits that, like, this is only the second time he's heard this. The first being the day that she left. And yet she's saying she's felt like this from the beginning. And uh, this part just broke my heart. So... He's talking about how truly blindsided he felt. And he's saying, like, we had conversations in advance of decision day where we were logistically figuring out what we were doing, a.k.a. we both agreed we were choosing each other. And almost like that was not even the main point anymore. Like, they were on to the next, planning their future. He fucking sold everything he owned except his blender, clothes, and dog. Ugh. Just. That just made me so sad. Like, and then it just elaborates that for him, it came out of absolute nowhere. That like when she's like, I'm not happy and I'm not attracted to you. She was so annoying. I mean, okay, we're going to have she to see. She was cold. I know. We're going to have to see how this next episode plays out. I'm I not know. prepared to do this yet. But at the end of next week's episode, we are going to do make the case for who you think the biggest villain of the season was. Okay. And we'll have, it'll be, we'll put it on the Instagram. You guys can vote on it. Yeah. Um, Because she really threw her hat in the ring. Yeah, I'm telling did. you right now. She did. Um, She was so cold. I, and then, yeah, she's like, I'm not going back and forth with all yeah. of this. It's and it's like, like, what the hell are you talking about? This is like the first time that you're talking in basically four months. Since you blindsided him and you won't even have like a continued conversation. And her whole thing is, I did what was best for him by breaking up with him. Oh, that pissed me off so much when she started going into, I could tell that he wasn't happy. I was like, what? According to what? And then she like went into like, oh, you're you're just projecting your insecurities on me. I'm not going to do this back and forth. It's like, wait. If you're confident enough in your choice and he's the one that's blindsided and he loved you and he was not a manipulative asshole of a partner, you kind of owe him at least a talk through what happened. Exactly. And, <sighs> and you know, her whole thing is I did this for him. I was never in love with him. I was upfront about that. I never said I love him. And it was interesting to see the that Dr. Pepper conversation and when she was drunk. Mm-hmm. Because, and she's like crying. I know. And it was interesting because that was such a seminal moment yeah. in their relationship. Yeah. And it felt like, oh, she finally let her walls down. Yeah. And now it's like, no, you were just a blubbering drunk idiot yeah. who didn't really mean any of that. Yeah. So then she like, Yeah, she says what you said. There was, she says, there was not a time that I was in love. And I was very clear about that. And I just thought that was so interesting because this whole love thing with her has been a bizarre 
topic for the whole season, right? Her whole thing is that she refused, like, but she made it seem like that was her philosophy on life and love, right? Mm -hmm. She kept reiterating, I don't believe that you just fall. I believe that you decide. And I have decided to love you. Yeah. And so this was this thing that even over time, we were like, Gil needs to stop being hung up on it because that's her way of saying, yes, I'm in love with you. Which I just think is so interesting because there was a point where I, yeah, I was just like, this is a semantics thing, Gil. Like, you need to just accept that deep down she does love you. She doesn't know how to say it. This is her way of saying it. And this is her view on it. And yet, come to find out, I have actually loved before and I just didn't love him. And, oh, I also haven't been attracted to him since the beginning. I just can't. And then the sad, another saddest part is when Kevin is like, asks, are you still in love with Mirla? Which mm. after four months, you're like, there's no way. Like, there's no way. And he says he would be lying if he said otherwise. And then he elaborates and says his heart and his head says he would get back with her right now if she wanted to. But he would just be cautious. And this is where... I love the frankness of Kevin Mm -hmm. because he goes, Gil, I'm looking at that woman. She does not want you. (laughs) It's like intense, but you need to be told that when you've gotten your heart broken. And, you know, obviously the feelings aren't going to fade in this short amount of time, you know. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it's just... And then he says, like, he's been having such a hard time since. He doesn't feel like he's even begun to heal yet. He believes he was meant to be with her and loves her. He's been going to therapy. It's just so freaking sad. I mean, and he's so clearly, like we've said, like the most emotionally mature person. Yeah. On this season. And so... It's interesting that, like, he doesn't think he's begun to heal yet and stuff because I'm like, well, you're further ahead than anybody else. Like, you're dealing with this properly, which means that, like, the way that you're processing it, you don't think you've begun to heal yet, but you probably actually have a bit, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, and then then they ask her how she's doing. She goes, mm -hmm. I'm doing okay. I'm good. Life goes on. Life goes on. And I'm like, you are one cold-hearted person yeah <laughs> i just yeah i uh i just, just so upset i am too i of like i it's so weird we came back to where we were right after the wedding you know like we went through the full circle of this is who mirla is oh no 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 turns out she's playing us all well i guess that's my question for you Like, do you, so does this mean, like, okay, do you think that she was, for the sake of being on a TV show that she had already committed to, that she was faking it the whole time? Or do you think that she actually did get, like, she was trying and she did get a little bit swept up at a certain point, but then sort of came back down to earth and was like, wait, we're way too different. I'm not going to feel like shit about the, the things that I like. And I just don't think that, like, do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I here's here's what but I think. Do you think all of that interaction? I mean, I no, just... I don't think it was all fake. But what I do think is, it looks fake because you're not addressing the real issues and concerns. And so to go eight weeks with your partner, and we've had this on past seasons before about the attraction thing. Yeah, that has been. I mean, it was a big thing with like Brett and Ryan this mm-hmm. year, but it has been a thing in past seasons, and. It has been identified and brought to the experts right. throughout the season when they have their one-on-ones and when they have their two-on-ones and all this time. And for you to go eight weeks without ever bringing it, bringing up. it up, yeah, that's being fake. Yeah. You know, so do I think the whole thing, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think at times she got swept up and I think at times she saw how hard he was working mm-hmm. towards Making her happy. Making her happy. And I think some of that worked. And I think she was able to see that, oh my goodness, this is a person that really cares for me. But to go, like I said, to go eight weeks without addressing the fact to the experts who are supposed to help you work through these things, that's being fake and it's stupid. (laughs) Yeah. I'm trying to like think back and I'm like, it was like a week before decision day that I started getting a little bit concerned about her vibe where I felt like she was starting to shut down a bit and seem a little bit more negative about them and like the differences. And I'm like, was that the beginning of the end? Like, did you start getting hypercritical as you started getting closer to the end and just what ifing about the future and like, talking yourself out of this, like almost like you were coming back to yourself, like, wait, 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 this person doesn't fit. I've just been in a bubble with them and convinced myself it could fit. I don't know. I just, I was shocked, but I, at the same time, went in feeling like they were a little bit of a wild card because of how strange that decision day interaction was, Mm -hmm. you know, and it didn't seem very happy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Celebratory. Um, it was just so sad when Gil was like, I just want somebody that wants me. And Kevin was like, trust me when I tell you there's a long ass line. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, this is very true. But my takeaway towards the end was just, I felt like overall Mirla barely said anything in this sit down. And it was so, I mean, it felt like she had detached so that she could keep her composure and like, I don't know, not... I don't think she has to worry about keeping her composure. She keeps her cold composure all the time. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it was just so unnatural to have them sitting next to each other and, like, Gil is spilling his heart out and talking about this relationship with the person next to him, but they barely interacted at all. And she barely spoke. I mean, looking (sighs) back in uh, hindsight's 2020, but if you start to see... If you were to look at how much people, how much these two put into the relationship now. Yeah. You know, her highlight reel about make doing the work was grabbing pre-prepared chocolate chip cookies and giving it to him. <laughs> like when you really think about it, you know, he was so future oriented. Okay. These are some concerns I have going forward just assuming that the physical stuff 
she was slow with it, but it was there. Right. You know, he's he's looking at long term years down the line. OK, you know, when you get in these moods, it puts me in a bad mood and I'm a very happy person. And that's like that. That's going to be an issue, perhaps. And and this lifestyle, what does it mean? Do you care about me being a part of this or you just care about this? And, yeah. you know, assuming that they had physical chemistry to a degree. Yeah. What did she do? To, I mean, all the the video, the highlight yeah. reel. I'm not doing a body shot. I'm not putting these eyelashes on. I'm not doing, you know, like all of the stuff. It's like, what did you actually do to try to better yourself? She didn't you really know, do much like other than being told that she was like super negative. And basically, my theory on the whole thing is that she just started suppressing what she was thinking. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're <laughs> I don't right. think she like transformed and like saw herself in a new way. And it definitely seems like she's almost like, and this could be a result of the internet and viewers opinions. You know, it seems like she's almost like hardened in this position of like, this is me. And you were, you were like coming for pieces of me that are just who I am. And it was never going to work because of that. You know? Yeah. But that's not the reason <laughs> she gave. You know, know what I mean? Like, I think she alludes to that a little bit, but it's more about the physical chemistry and the looks. Yeah. What a just disappointment. Gil just deserves so much better. And yeah, we really tried to see the best in them this season and her and like give her the benefit of the doubt. And it's things like this that make you feel like a friggin' idiot for giving people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, and I know we touched on this last week or the week before, but it's a reminder that when you're watching the show, you compare everyone to each other more than, I think, looking at, it happens with the good couples. We compare them to the bad couples, so right. they look a lot better than they probably actually are in right. reality. Right. Which if it was just a show about Gil and Mirla, Maybe our takes would be a little different. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of which, let's move on to another couple where another bombshell dropped. And that was one thing I missed saying at the beginning. I think that there was like a bombshell with every single person that or couple that we heard about this week for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like something very unexpected where you're like, wait, what? Either they were together and they're no longer together. And that was the bombshell or, or something happened in the season that wasn't film that wasn't on camera yeah. that we're finding out about. So exhibit a, we have Brett and Ryan. Um, before we get into said bombshell, let's just talk about what led up to that. So, I mean, first off, Love you, Brett, but came out in another atrocity of an outfit, in my opinion. I mean, titties were out. We're supportive of that in theory, but. Was it green? Yeah, I think so. It was very like, it was like lame. Like, I just don't understand the materials that we're choosing. For I'm not sure what the word lame means. It's like very shiny, cheapy, almost 80s Luke. It's like the second week in a row we've seen her in like a skin tight heinous outfit like a wet seal <laughs> yeah type totally of thing? straight from wet seal okay um so kevin we first just like ease into their uh, the obvious stuff that we all know like ryan regrets that he held back so much uh 
she admits that she didn't see any growth in him through the season. <sighs> Kevin's like, so what do you guys think you've learned from this time? Ryan's big life lesson that he's learned in all of this is that he can be more patient with sex. I was just like, that's really your takeaway, Ryan? That's it? That like, that's it? Okay. Um, you're a disappointment as a person. <laughs> Brett has learned that like she can expand who she includes in her type now that she's gone through this experience that like she can be more open, which I thought was cool. I just, I thought an interesting thing, which yeah, is that he, he basically just, it seems that in his regrets about the way the season went down, yes, he wishes he opened up more, but not so that they could connect. He basically just wishes he told her that he wasn't attracted to her a lot sooner. You know? Yeah. It wasn't, I kept being like, what are you saying? Are you saying that you wish you tried harder and opened up more for the, the, the potential that you basically missed out on? And I kind of came to the conclusion, like, no, you're basically saying you wish that you just said this isn't working for me way earlier on. Um, and it's interesting because Kevin, right after I wrote those questions, Kevin goes for it and says, he basically thinks like, don't you think that this proved that Ryan's whole obsession with type is just BS period. And it's more about like all of these limitations he's created for himself around type are what holds him back from experiencing potential relationships. Um, and then you had the sister come out and she was like fully at first, like on that train as well. I was like, wow, she's totally team Brett. I love how she said he doesn't have a glamorous dating past. Yeah. <laughs> she's very frank. She thinks he missed out with her. She wishes that she didn't assume what she assumed in that conversation that she had with Brett, where she was like, wow, it sounds like maybe he's moved on to someone from the past. Yeah, yeah. So she wishes she didn't assume that. But she also makes it clear that's been the case so many times in the past that sorry, but how the hell was I supposed to know this was different? And then we get to the da-da-da which was that her mind had changed at a certain point about all of this stuff she was saying when she found out that Brett was seeing someone else during the experiment. And now, I mean, we're all like WTF. And we get some mixed versions of this story. So she says she met someone at a party but didn't pursue it until the marriage was over. She is pissed. I've never seen her like this, except when she's been wronged in a way that we all like are supportive of her. She was like defensive and pissy and like, it was interesting. It was very interesting. It was, I was like, I've never seen this side of you before. This is like, I feel like you're being Ryan right now. Um, then she admits that they exchanged numbers at this said event, but they barely talked. She doesn't believe it was a distraction. And then Ryan's like, I've literally seen conversations. There's more to it than a friendship that was being developed, even on the night they met. And then Kevin's like, so there was some kind of interaction then. And Brett goes, yeah. 
So she would like cover and then admit a little tidbit and then cover and then admit another new little tidbit. This happened like three or four times in a row to the point that by the end, you're starting to go, wait, maybe I shouldn't trust anything you're saying. Like, I don't know. I have two thoughts on this. The first thought is it all comes down to they didn't really communicate that much. That could mean 4,000 different things. Like, yeah. come on, I'm not buying that. Well, she first plays dumb. Like, no, I mean, I I mean, maybe we possibly, like, maybe I responded to a few times. I mean, but nothing. And you're like, that's not the kind of shit for you. You forget, Brett. Yeah, well, it's and not. the fact that they're not together anymore. Right. Makes makes it just, her attitude is, what, what's, we're not together anymore, no big deal. It doesn't Who matter. Who cares about it? Yeah. Who cares about it? Second thing. I got to say, shout out to Ryan for wearing it for the last several weeks. The audacity that Brett has. The dating app stunt. To pull that dating app stunt and turn Ryan into the villain of America, the Mathis America, and call him out on that. And Ryan just sitting there protecting her because he doesn't want the drama. Well, I think that's a big move on his part. Well, here's some. No, for sure. But here's an addition. He didn't hear any of this about my understanding. Once we got towards the end of this storytelling, he didn't hear any of this until after decision day. So Mm. that is, I think, when the information started flooding in and he probably started getting screenshots sent to him and blah, blah, blah. So that made me go, okay, so you didn't know in real time. But he admitted that she was out, staying out late two, three in the morning. Yeah, but but I think maybe at the time he just felt bad and like I, at the time he's like, well, I can't blame her. Like I've been completely disconnected from her. I'm not trying and so if she wants to be out with her friends. What am I going to do? But and then in retrospect, for him to hear all this other stuff and then watch the way it played out on camera, he's probably suddenly like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. We're going to put this straight. Yeah. So it's like they I mean, both weren't. They into both each were other, shady. This is what I think. Well, like, and that's another component of it all. It's like. Do we I think we're never going to know all of the details, but. Do we blame her? Let's say this happened like a month in, which is what it sounds like. Like halfway through the experiment, she met this mystery man. Pretty much since the honeymoon, he was not giving her anything, you know? And he was really standoffish and not interested. So it's like, do we blame someone in that position where they feel like, is there any empathy for the fact that like, if she already was really painfully aware that he had written her off like halfway through the experiment and then she goes out one night and meets a cute guy who actually is making her feel wanted. Is that the worst thing? I don't know. I don't know. But bottom line, it's all of this makes her look more shady. Yeah. And I guess like in hindsight, I don't know. In hindsight, I don't think that the dating app thing was as big of a deal as we thought. Well, if right. they were disconnected, you know, like if as they were a di- result, especially of the fact that she had already been yeah. flirting and talking with someone. Yeah. I think that ultimately at the end of the day, like 
these two really weren't into each other and Brett did a better job of showing us that she was into him, even though I don't even know if she really was. Well, and the weird part, I mean, the sister's clearly pissed because she's like that gnarly conversation we had where I kind of threw my brother under the bus. You had already talked to this guy. Exactly. So She's that looks shady. shady as fuck. Yeah. But then you're like, for Brett, if she had just exchanged numbers and had one flirty conversation via text up until then and was still like, it also could be possible that she was still kind of like, look, I'm waiting for this ship to write. Like, if he wants to care next week, I will never text this guy again. You know, it's but, like. Yeah, I mean, bottom line is. This whole season, we've been operating under a Brett is blameless right. point of view. Yeah. And we learned in this episode that she isn't. And maybe she is shady a little bit. And so, Ryan, if you're ever in L.A., hit me up. Let's go. Oh, no. Let's go. No, no, no. Too far. They do both say that they, I mean, this is the biggest tell. And I don't know. Is this just something you say? After the fact, because you fucked it up so royally. But they both say that they do not believe that they would have worked out, period, even if they had tried harder. And then suddenly, like, they're very amicable. They're like, we're going to be friends. Why not? We've been through this crazy experience together. And it's like suddenly you're just watching two buddies who you're like, oh, nothing sexual could ever happen between them. And the high five was ooh, cringy. Discomfort. Yeah. to the max. But that was just a whole wild card situation because like, it's not like we didn't, you go in being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to like, obviously they've barely spoken since. What do we have to really talk about? What here? is there to retread? Like other than us, you know, maybe trying to put Ryan on the spot a little more about like, did you screw the whole thing up because you never gave her an honest shot because she was a fucking redhead. But I mean, considering a couple that we thought there would be no surprises with, it was pretty surprising. I'm just like, do you have a, do you walk away from this? Like, oh, Brett is a conniving liar. And like, I can't believe I felt anything for her in this process. Are you like, where do you stand on Brett? Well, I think um, where I come down in general is that these two people weren't into each other and had to stay together to fulfill their contracts for this show. And as a result of that, engaged in some shady behavior that otherwise, had they not been on a show, would have broken up after two weeks yeah, and gone back to living their lives. So I don't know. I, I think that they got, they chose to be in this position, but I don't really think like at the end of the day, either of them put in enough effort to yeah. make it work. Yeah. You know, um, and, and you know, we thought Brett was, we way. thought Brett was doing all of this stuff. And now in hindsight, you're kind of like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't look at, I, I don't think Brett is this conniving liar. And I don't think Ryan is like an asshole. I just don't. I mean, I still think Ryan is an emotionally incompetent human who needs to figure some stuff out before he can work anything out with any girl. I agree with that. He clearly he's, still he's, has unreasonable expectations. Yeah. He doesn't know how to talk about anything remotely difficult or emotional. 
let's remember that he views an apology as an escalation of a situation. Those are all things that Brett aside are huge red flags and problems. Yeah. Um, and that he's also 35 and he's so obsessed with getting his perfect bimbo. That- I'm hoping that this is a growing experience for him. I really am. I'm going to choose to say that it is. I don't know why I'm being optimistic this morning. That's nice. Um, <laughs> okay. Let's move on to Michaela and Zach. Whew. Oh, Michaela and Zach. Okay. Overall takeaway. I'm just going to do that off the, off the bat. Okay. The immaturity in their segment displayed by both of them yeah. is inconscient, unconscionable, unconscionable. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. these two have been shoveling so much poop around and smearing <laughs> it on everything that we don't know. I'm done. Like there will, I will be picking no sides in this. Yeah. I'm just no. completely done. I think they are both so much to blame. They're mess. They're, it's a mess. The, the walls are covered in poop. Yeah. <laughs> There's poop smeared everywhere. It's on their hands and feet. Okay. It's in the grout. <laughs> it's on the baseboards. I just, it's just a mess. I have to say it was so wild watching the, just the roller coaster in like a speedy montage just remembering. I mean, it was literally every other day. It I was put like whiplash in all caps. In my notes. Whiplash. Like, and it it did remind me that Michaela was always much more emotionally vulnerable. Okay. Like I agree with that. You know, Zach had his like big teary moments and that ma- that gave off the impression that he was But they were always but, about him crying for himself. Yeah, that's they what, were yeah. never like it was, I mean, she was like, I'm in love with this man. I mean, she was really putting herself out there. However, so like there's there's a lot of things she says that aren't surprises, right? Poor girl. We have to do the Clorox smash replay. Um, she doesn't want to, like, oh, it goes without saying. She insisted that they be separate and that they not be together. And she explains to Kevin her whole thing is like, she needed to be out there alone to protect her energy. What's the point of getting in another fight? And you know what? If there was any couple that that makes sense to me about, it would be them. Yeah. Like where I'm like, you know what? I kind of get where she's coming from. They did so much back and forth during these eight weeks and then come to find out after that like she views him, I think, as like her kryptonite. Like I can't be too close to him because I'm so insanely attracted to him And if he says one nice thing to me, I get completely roped back in. And then we're flipping out at each other six hours later. And so I kind of understood where she was coming from with that. So, I mean, you know, we get a replay of all of her bad behavior. I thought it was petty. I thought it was petty and it set up all of this weird. I mean, yeah. it, it, It heightened the drama unnecessarily. It did in the end. But I still understood, like, the the thesis previously. Yeah. Like, I could see her having, like, talked about that with a therapist. And a therapist yes. being like, you're allowed to draw a boundary. Yeah. And her being like, this will be healthier for me. But it's like, sometimes that does cause more drama, you know? Um, 
her big issue. I mean, it's all stuff we've heard about before. Like she has learned that she has to manage her impulsive behavior. Her big issues with him were his lack of forgiveness and grace. She felt like he was always waiting for her to fuck up. Mind you, Zach is backstage and he is just, I was like, dude, you've got to get a better poker face. Like this doesn't do you any favors. He's just backstage going at everything she says. Scoffy McScofferson. Scoffy McScofferson laughing at her. It just makes him look like a dick, you know? And I'm like, dude, you're not helping yourself. Um, This was, I think, okay, we got a couple big surprises. So after their one month anniversary, they had sex. Or did they? Oh, I believe they did. I definitely believe they did. Because I think a big part of her behavior is wrapped up in the fact that he was having sex with her sporadically and then keeping it a secret. And it was making her crazy. So they had sex. And then the next morning he said, don't tell anybody we did that. And sure enough, you know, he comes out later and he denies it. Um, and then after decision day, a lover's after the holiday. mind fuck that Zach put us through on that couch. Let's be clear that yeah. that is what happened on that day. Yeah, oh, no, a thousand He mind-fucked all of us. Then he proceeded to invite her to stay with him, and she stayed in his home for eight days, cooking, cleaning, and having sex with him every day. And then he ended up telling her that she was mooching, and Kevin called it the lover's holiday. The lover's <laughs> holiday. And then she ended it via text, which, see, even that to me, yes, we can call it immature, but I believe that she is not capable of, I think she is so love struck, passion struck, vagina struck by this man that she cannot look at him face to face and stay stable. She cannot hold to whatever she decided she was going to do in advance. She can't hold to any of it. So she has to do these breakups or these I'm leavings in these, yes, immature ways like text. So she ended it via text saying, let's still be friends. But I think we need to, like, keep all of the sexual stuff out of it. And then the next day, he apparently said, I will only be in public with you and I will only be cordial. And I just wrote, she doesn't want to get re-tempted by him. Like, that's her whole thing. (laughs) That's a good point. And then he's like, do you think that Zach played you? And she said, yes. Um, What do you, before we get into Zach, what do you make? Did you, do you think that she's lying? Do you think I what? Do you think she's lying about those the sex stuff? No, I think she's. I think she, I, I. I believe. I tend to believe her version of the story of this over Zach. Yeah, I do too. Um. So then he comes out, and he gets like sassy with Kevin. This is the thing: is Zach's mo is defensiveness when he's being called out for anything, and it's not a good look on him. It's not like he could just do so much more for his public image by just tightening it all up a little bit. Yeah. And like mirroring a little more. Yeah. If you will. But he can't do it. And so Kevin is basically putting him on the spot about like, you know, the bullshit at the end of the season of like, you say, I love her. Almost everything about this relationship is perfect except X, Y, Z. I want to divorce you, but I don't want to be done with you. And Kevin's like, you realize, and and Zach is getting all worked up. And he's like, I, just, I don't think it's confusing. And I don't understand what you're so confused about, Kevin. <laughs> I was like, Zach, you look like an idiot. Um, and 
the rest of America is confused as well as that. Right. <laughs> this is not a he us says problem. Everything you said on decision day was true, but he also said he that. Oh, so then he starts gaslighting all of us by saying, um, everything I said was true, but also I said that that doesn't mean we're going to necessarily be together. And then Kevin puts him on the spot. Like, why did you keep giving her hope? Yeah. You kept giving her hope. And if you knew, then what were you doing? Kevin, Kevin, I have a relationship. When I say I want to continue a relationship after this, but I don't know what it's going to look like. I mean, I have a relationship with everybody in this room. I I mean, everybody in this room. And I'm like, oh, oh fuck you, Zach. Gosh, if that's what you're going to do right now, then I am going to call you a little snake. Yeah. Because do not, do not try and convince us that that day on decision day when you were on the couch and you said, I still would like to see where this relationship could go. Don't you tell me that that was also the same thing you would have said about Mirla, Gil, and Johnny. Don't what? try to compare like your relationship with Michaela to the gaffer who's holding the yeah. fucking microphone. Go F yourself. Like, come on, dude. And he's going, what? We all have relationships. <laughs> relationships, you know, it means so many things. It's like, stop. Stop it. Just I stop. Was, I was so amused when he's like, this is the worst relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah. Friendship. Workplace relationship. Any kind of relationship that you can describe, this is the worst one I've ever been yeah. in. He was all over the place. He, he was, was. He was all over the place. It, even in even his defensiveness and confusion is telling when Kevin was like, you know, you guys were on a roller coaster, and Zach goes, it didn't feel like a roller coaster. It was just up and then down. Like, <laughs> I know. I'm um, like, um, that's a roller coaster. That's literally the definition of a roller coaster. You can find one at Six Flags <laughs> if you're just talking about the little pole where you sit and it goes up and down. Sure. <laughs> like technically it's not on a track, but give me no, a break. That was dude. so stupid. Like, yeah, he was he was just well, and then he just he progressively got more and more angry. Cause it's like you can tell that his takeaway from this whole situation is overarchingly. I mean, he won't really take here's the thing. I still love Zach. You know, I think we both do. And I think it's because we think that he's like extremely attractive and seems like he would be cool to hang out with. But the bottom line is. He really still doesn't take responsibility for anything. And that's kind of disappointing. Like, yeah. I just, I don't know why. I'm like, have I wanted to just keep endowing you with more maturity and humanity than you have? Like, have I been feeling it? I think it? so. I mean, I think, I, think that's, I think that's it right there. And I, you know, going back to all this stuff, I, you know, I don't think he handled, I get... I don't think he handled Michaela's like emotional outbursts well at all. She was in the wrong for acting that way. Yeah. But that the first sign of that, he was like, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I've dated people like this. I can't. Yeah. And never gave her a chance to. And and like, put, let's put someone like Gil in Zach's shoes for a second. Right. Had. I have something to say about that afterwards, actually. OK. Um, oh, oh. Interesting. Um, let's put someone like Gil in that situation. Had Michaela reacted the same way, Gil would be like, whoa, 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 oh, look. Gil would have been a hey, king at handling that. This is that. unacceptable. I want you to know I'm not going anywhere. I'm yeah. committed to making this work. 
uh, I can't, we can't have, our relationship can't progress. If you're going to have those emotional outbursts, we need to find a better way to find a better way to handle this. But I'm still here. But not like I'm, scolding. Yeah, not scolding. This is who this is who you are. I've dealt with and this in the past. And then having sex with you the next day. Exactly. Like that is the biggest he did thing. Play her. It's he not that her. any. Yeah, exactly. It's like there's there was no point in this season where we said Michaela's shitty behavior when she was upset was okay. Exactly. However, and like that, so that inherently means that do we always understand, did we always understand when Zach would be freaked out by her behavior and like be confused by it? Yes. But you're still responsible for what you do as a response to that behavior. Yeah. And you know what? If he had stayed just standoffish the whole season after those first couple explosions and, and that was just it. I would understand him more, but because he would act the way he did, judge her very verbally and openly, and then behind closed doors, go have sex with her. That's where you just, you lose me, Zach. Like you totally lose me because you're fucking with her. Like you straight up are, and that's not okay. And I think it's honestly shocking that we are here. He has watched most of the season up to this point before this reunion and he can't take responsibility for any of it. He can't even admit that. Yeah, I I can see he can't even say bare minimum. I can see how it confused her when there were those times where I was inspiring hope or when I was saying, I do think I see a future actually like he can't even say that. How can you not admit that you might've been a little confusing when you are redefining what yes and no what mean decision on decision day, day is, as well as giving us the fable under the tree with the books and the birds and the bees and the comparison. Remember Aesop's fable? Yeah, but I'm trying to remember what it was. What was his fable? That's the point. It was confusing. We can't remember it. Oh. Like he's a confusing person with the yeah. way that he disp- like explains yeah. things. Well, and then just by the end, we're back. He's back to this is just who she is. I'm sorry, but this is who she is. Fully deny. He denies kissing her throughout the process. Yeah. Let alone having sex with her. Not buying it. Not buying it at all. You are a liar, dude. Like, so I don't know. I mean, what I, I, (laughs) there's clearly so much more to be revealed next week and I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but in light of what the spoiler that most of us know, I'm still trying to make sense of that in my head, like how we got to that and how how these unattractive character traits in Zach could potentially be showing up in that. You know, because mm, I why totally do we, forgot about that. Why do we think that he would just stop being it's like he acts like the problem of all of this and the reason you saw any of these sides of me is Michaela. And like, if I was just with the perfect person, then you would have never, those sides of me would have never come out. And that's when I go, hmm, do I buy that or not? You know, Um, I have a thought. Okay. What's your thought? What would a world where Michaela and Gil were together be like? I don't know. Is that a world that you could see? I have never thought thought about that I had couple never being together. thought about it until watching this in real time 
I was like, oh my God. I mean, that I mean, would he's be a really so emotionally couple. supportive. He's so emotionally strong, supportive, strong, yeah. stable, stable. Yeah, like so. Maybe that could. I work. mean, he. It's not like like he wouldn't have room for explosions, but he's also so much more mature than Zach that I could see her feeling so much more secure with someone like him that those explosions would be a lot more few and far between, and he would deal with them in a way. I don't know. I could just see that being a match. I mean, it's interesting considering. Unless she's a complete psycho and like is literally always. I mean, maybe they're just not each other's. I mean, on the surface, it sounds nice, but maybe they're just not each other's type. I mean, it's interesting when you think about. I don't know. I mean, how much credence do you give to the matchmaking people when they have a pool a list of names and they're going, I mean, they've done all of these extensive interviews yeah, well, and everything they like don't do that great of a job. It's just a fun, like, I'm just like, no, I know. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Like, why did they pair him with Mirla and with not, Mirla right. and not Michaela or, you know, right. I know, but interesting. It's, I mean, that would just, they would aesthetically be very pleasing <laughs> and maybe that's where it ends. But I do think that there's something to be... I mean, Gil is such an amazing guy that I feel like he could work with a lot of people, I think is probably the bigger point yeah. of this. Because he's ready and he wants it. And in not like a surface level way, in like a he really gets the depth uh, that it would require to be with someone. Yeah. And he's sort of like... Once I hitch myself to someone, like, I'm all in. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the takeaway is Gil is a stand-up dude and is a Swiss army knife yeah. in terms of who you could match him with. Yeah. Jose and Rachel. I just have to say off the bat, thank you, Jose, for fixing your beard. Mm. I don't know if anyone caught it, mm. but... It is not shaved around the lips anymore. Oh, yeah. And where it makes him look like he has a mouth like anus. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jose. <laughs> maybe you took maybe you took our notes. I don't know. But the beard covers, it goes, the, the mustache goes down to the start of the lip line. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now, Houston, no pun intended. Houston, we finally have gotten an admission from Jose that he indeed locked the door purposefully out of anger. It only took six months, but and you could took, tell it was the first time. it took about time. six minutes for him to get it out. And yeah, and it was the first time Rachel was hearing it. Her eyes like bulged out of her head, which... <laughs> Isn't the best sign. But I mean, I was just so relieved that we finally got an admission. Um, I, I love, love how Kevin said, what you did was foul. Yeah, I wrote that too. <laughs> it was foul. What you did was foul. Okay. Disappointed that we did not get questions about her what the hell? going to yes! the ex's house. Not a single one. We didn't even touch it. And it was the same night. I can't believe it. I, I mean, can't either. I like, was waiting did, for Kevin. They, like, maybe they were like, like we don't we touch that. We are not talking about this. Yeah. So don't even ask because yeah. we're not talking about it. But like, you don't get to dictate terms. I know. I, I know. am so confused. 
Okay. Listen, okay. Overall, listeners, yes or no? If your husband intentionally locks you out of the house, do you have carte blanche to go <laughs> spend the night at an ex's house? After you have knocked on the doors of all five girlfriends in the same building as you and they have not answered and it's 1.30 or 2 in the morning. What do you think? Yes or no? Well, it just depends. Did she call five girlfriends outside of the building first and nobody answered? No, it was a spite. She was pissed. It was a spite. He was like, Get I'm the just F saying out. there's still so much we don't know about this whole thing. So we have to speculate because no one's giving us the answers. Okay. Well, obviously Ugh. on its face, no. But like, I don't know. But if it's Jose, then yes. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Kind of feel like that's what you're saying. No, I mean, I obviously don't think it was the right thing, but I just, I, I just hate conjecturing on so little information. It just bothers me in general that we did not do this event justice. I feel like you might as well have just left us out of the whole damn thing, Lifetime, because you told us so little that it's like not really very rewarding. Like it didn't give me much more context. There's still so much I don't know. I've never seen such a big thing get so little screen time. Yeah, no, it's true. Especially when it's related to like, I mean, I don't think we've ever watched that happen. Someone goes sleep over at an ex-boyfriend's. Like that's never happened yeah. before. Yeah, it feels like such a big deal. And I kept waiting for it to come up. It didn't. Um, it could, We need to, <sighs> we didn't even say this. So at the top, we basically find out that they are together, but they did break up for about a month. I thought it was very interesting to find out in the later guys sit down that um, Mirla was very attached to the idea of Rachel staying single. Yeah. Because she liked being single with her. Um, so she probably wasn't so happy when they got back together. So they took about a month off, basically the second the cameras were gone and they were living alone and she moved into his house. It was not very happy and they were fighting a lot and it wasn't great and then she moved out for a month they broke up um after like totally deteriorating and this... i didn't get the impression that they're back together no well no i got the impression they're back together they're quote working on it but they're not living together still she's still living with her mom they're like going on dates and oh, okay. i missed the dates part i guess they have some trips planned to Amarillo? No. Well, let's... Okay. Let's talk about the trips. I got some more information this week. I don't know if you logged this. But come to find out, Jose, the reason he's so petrified of traveling afar for more than two days is because apparently Jose thinks the only way to vacation is staying somewhere that is $1,400 a night. No. Please make it make sense. I was like, wow, this has thickened the plot of this whole travel debacle more than I could have ever expected, oh which is that Jose is apparently living in a world where he thinks that's the only way to travel. I'm like, what in the fucking, what are you talking about? Like, like literally, like for normal humans, like I'm pretty sure for like normal middle-class humans, like a bougie night out in a hotel is like five, 600 a night. That's yeah. kind of standard. Like, like as nice, a, like, like a nice, whoa, that's a, nice place. Yeah. that's a lot of, that's like, we're spending more than 
normal. Yeah. I mean, we've stayed um, at a place that was like a thousand a night and it had nothing like it wasn't paid for by us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was gifted to us by very wealthy people. And I can't even imagine a world where anyway, I, I, I have dreams of a future where we get to stay in those places comfortably. But I just thought that that was hilarious. So like Rachel basically admits that they like put their heads together to talk about a Mexico trip to plan. And she was baffled when he's like picking some place that's like thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars a night. And she was like, wait, 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 Mr. Whiteboard. I, no, I don't spend that. I like, don't need to go to my own private island no, for vacation. No, I'm like maybe 300 bucks a night like is all I'm looking at here. So I just think that's funny because Jose's big thing with her all season was you don't know how to deal with money, blah, blah, blah. You have these dreams that are super like misaligned with like um, a financially stable future. And she's like, bitch. You spend more on a weekend getaway than I do on an entire 10-day vacation to France. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I'm not even sure you can find, like, a $1,400 room a night in San Antonio for, like, his vacation. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not there. <laughs> yeah, so that was baffling. Um, I mean... So, essentially, they got complacent in their relationship. And yeah, and bickery. she didn't like how he just wanted to eat, sleep, work out, eat, go to work. Well, the funny part is she doesn't say that. But then later in the guy's roundtable situation, Johnny admits oh, that he's right. sort of been a go between in, you know, because he's really close friends with Jose, which oh, their gosh. bromance montage was. We'll it would that. be cute if I didn't mostly hate them. Um, but. He admits that he sort of was a go-between because he's friends with both of them. And he shared with Jose that Rachel's big thing is she's never going to be okay being with someone who is okay working, working out, going home, going to bed every night of their life forever. And then you're like, oh, like my ears perked up. Like that was more details than we got when the two were out here together. Rachel just made it seem like we were fighting a lot and the spark felt like it was dying. And oh yeah, PS, I was also in my summer Rachel mode. Oh yeah. He, Kevin's like, so did summer Rachel have a part to play in this? And yeah. she goes, oh yeah, summer Rachel went ham this summer. It's like, oh my God, what does that mean? Well, she made it seem like it was just because she took a lot of trips, but mm. you're like, that could mean a lot of things. It could mean a lot. Um, I was dying at the, what does Jose do? Oh my God, I know. Dying. But you know what's crazy? I was dying at that at first because I thought we were going to have a classic situation of a reality TV show person where there's the reveal that their job is actually super scammy and shady or weird, right? Mm. That's more of like a tale as old as reality time. But turns out maybe I suddenly got two more notches of respect for Jose because he like, Works with people going to fucking space? Yeah. Like, I somehow missed that all season. NASA. Houston. Mission flight specialist. Pun intended. That's pretty important. Houston. NASA. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I suddenly got, like, I was like, oh, I, I respect you instantly way more. Is that fair? I mean, he's definitely smarter than I thought he was. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it gets... uh so you automatically, like, let's say you get, like, 10 cool points for working at NASA. Yeah. Right? The problem is we subtract 
you know, one from wearing the beer hat with your name on it. We subtract a couple <laughs> from the way you throw a baseball and swing the golf club. We subtract a couple from the fedora on the honeymoon. So you get all <laughs> the these fedora. things and like Seen you start off with a surplus again. of cool points. And then as time goes on, sure. you're like, oh. But, uh, I felt like we started the season. I just put him at a zero. Mm. So like, I mean, at least it puts him in the positive now to subtract from versus going into the negative. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's hovering low but sure you're right. but it's still in the positive. in my mind he started at zero and then suddenly i was like oh you're smart and you work with astronauts okay 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 cool 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 cool, 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 cool. <laughs> okay overall my takeaway here was that rachel actually seemed unexpectedly very optimistic about them she did i think that i think eventually they'll get back together like full time full like, like I, move in together I, I think they'll figure it out i think they'll figure it out you were saying earlier that you didn't I don't know. I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just the, I mean, the they're both kind of weird. Everyone else. Like I said, you've got to, maybe I'm comparing to the other couples. Exactly. And I'm doing the doom and gloom and I want to be optimistic, but. It's hard to not feel like if you've already moved out and broken up for over a month and all of that, like that you are not just on the path to like really officially breaking up. Well, but at the same time, her energy was very like, she did seem very committed, very excited about what's to come for them. And really sure. I mean, here's the thing. Here's what I think happened. They got complacent. She thought he was a little bit boring. She was out partying with Mila, Mirla feeling herself. They were at brunch. And then she was like, eh, maybe this isn't so great, actually. Yeah. Maybe I may, maybe I miss what we had. And that's why well, she has the Because you know Mirla was like having fun complaining with her like, come on. Like, I broke up with Gil because he doesn't care about things like brunch. Yeah. And like going out to nice dinners. And you and me love to do that. And look at you like having to go out without your man because he doesn't like it either. Like, get on my train, you know? Um, yeah, I guess overall, I have no idea what to expect from them. That's my big takeaway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Time certainly didn't feel warm and fuzzy about them. No. Who but... feels warm and fuzzy? Who felt warm and fuzzy at all watching this two-hour behemoth? I know. Okay, guys, circle. Gosh, this was hard to watch for me. Yeah, I, what are your thoughts? I, I just, I don't... Uh, it. it I guess um, I get annoyed by how cool Johnny thinks he is. Mm -hmm. That really bugs me. And how universally liked he is by all of them. I know. That bugs me. It bugs me how Ryan's only insight about his relationship with Brett is that he needed sleep. Um, <laughs> you know, like all these, it was just a big... How do I say this non-explicitly? Jack office? Yes. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, of these guys like, oh, man, it was so hard. Oh, yeah, you know. Look, you know, like, Johnny, I could tell when an argument wasn't going well. So I just had to leave. I had to go on the balcony and scream. Because I don't want to be negative towards, towards Bao. 
Bro, you were plenty negative towards Bao yeah. throughout the season. You were not like protecting Bao this season. Everything from you. that he said in one segment so about annoying. his bromance with Jose mm-hmm. in one segment was nicer than anything he ever said to Bao. Facts. Jose's vibrancy is like sunshine. People like me are drawn to the light in people like Jose. Ugh. I'm like, who are you talking about? Like, I will never understand. That's for sure. And then Zach and Johnny being like, oh, yeah, I would totally invite invite the I'd problems invite that problems. Gil has to deal yeah, with. I would have rather know. those than what I was dealing with. What are you? Like, oh, oh I, I was just done. Like, I was just these guys are a bunch of douchebags. I, I was just I didn't need it. I know. The, I think that the main things that were meaningful were just more sad things that Gil said. Like. He still referred her many times as my wife. I know. Like, dude. She, he said she makes me, and like, in light of all the pettiness that she can be, he's like, but ultimately she does make me want to go get more because of how ambitious she is. And I really respect that in her. And she brought that out in me. Um, I just thought that was really sad. And then his number one insecurity now is someone just not wanting to be with him. Mm-hmm. Like, that someone will be with him and, like, not actually want him, you know? Um, I thought it was weird when Kevin asked uh, Zach. God, too many names. Kevin asked Zach if he was surprised about Mirla and Gil's breakup. And he said, I didn't think it was going to work, but I was still surprised. Once again, Zach's confusing us all. Yeah, I'm just like... Other than Gil, the only person that earned points in this, in my mind, Mm -hmm. was Jose because he didn't really talk. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. Bao, Zach, and Ryan, it's just... Clearly they were all surprised and confused about Mirla. Not Bao, Johnny. About Girla breaking up. Yeah. They all seemed like surprised, taken aback. Um, it, you still get the feeling that they all definitely are much more in each other's business when they, we're in shooting than we all see, mm-hmm. you know, just because of what they do and don't show on episodes. Like, I don't know. You you do remember like, oh, yeah, you guys are really all you have to talk to. And so you are probably hearing way more than yeah. we ever hear about what's going on. I mean, and probably some of those are people fronting and lying. But still, um, yeah, I mean, I think that the overall takeaway. I'm just annoyed that Johnny's like the go-between between all these people. That really bothers I don't know. What are we missing? That's the thing that just. I guess he's just the guy that like he can be cool and be friends with everyone. Just but the then be way a complete that he, like, psycho asshole in a relationship. The way that he just kind of like sits in the middle yeah, and he looks at people shit. and arches his eyebrow. Yeah, he just totally thinks he's hot shit. And yeah. bro, you're not. Sorry. Okay. We didn't get any Bow and Johnny this week. I know. They're clearly saving it. They're and clearly saving it. Clearly next week is the week that Gil storms out and um, we get a bizarre confrontation of like what is... Okay, because let's remember, Mirla said that she's not dating yet in the Gil and Mirla moment. Mm-hmm. She said she's not dating yet. I think there's something going on with her and Johnny, and I think we're about to find out. And I, I think I he mean, really likes her, and like she probably won't call it what it is yet. This is starting to look more and more 
like Mathis, Austra- Mathis Australia. Yeah, they're it all is. swapping. It, everyone's swapping. Hey, you take this person. I like this guy. I'm off this guy. It, it's uh, so it weird. It's so bizarre. And dare I say, pretty unprecedented stuff. Unprecedented. Completely. I heard a rumor that Viviana is with Gil. <laughs> Shut up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, Wouldn't be the first time that a therapist left with a contestant. That's true. I mean, that's unprecedented. Everyone probably knows about that. That happened with one of, I can't remember her name anymore, but yes. one of the earlier sex relationship experts ended up leaving and marrying a contestant who had been on the show. Excuse. That's some juicy shit. Um, Okay. Well, I think that our overall takeaways from this week are like, it was juicy, but it was obviously fucking disappointing mostly. And like, Gil is the hero of season 13 of Mathis and everybody else kind of sucks. Yeah. Those are my big takeaways right now. Fair. (laughs) Um, But I'm really looking forward to next week because I think that like they're save, clearly saving the most explosive for last. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not know when next week's episode will be out, as it is the Thanksgiving holiday. But oh my we will God. try. I totally to spaced. get it out by Sunday. Yeah, shoot. Yeah, we're going up north next week, and. Yeah, the holiday will delay us a bit, but we will get it as fast as we can. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope everyone's having a lovely week leading up to the holiday, starting to feel the seasons changing and getting cozy. Get your cornucopias and your gourds and your pumpkins out. And then your Christmas trees. Falls among us. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we can't wait for next week and we will talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.